All right. So, welcome to the first episode of the Something to Scream About podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Something to Scream About. And we are Distorted Views. So, I am Jordan. I'm drummer, semi-producer. I am Cameron. I am the other producer, the other half, and lead vocalist slash guitarist. Yes. I'm Morgan, the bass player. And Andy, guitar, lead guitar. That's it. That's true, right. bro. Yeah, That's true, bro. I'm Andy. Fuck no. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were trying to do the fucking Triple J thing and then oh, every yes. time I got to Andy, it was like, and Andy. It sounded yeah. like a voicemail. <laughs> yeah, we had to We had to pretty much um, record something for Triple J Unearthed and we had to like, Intro. and I tried, because we weren't together and I tried to get everybody to do their own like, okay, hey, it's this person. Hey, it's this. And then I tried to stitch it together. But because we weren't in the same room, it sounded really unauthentic. And yeah. It sounded mm-hmm. like we were just piecing together like what was going on and it just was terrible. So that's where that joke comes from. <laughs> but yeah, it was really good. A little cool. bit of insight. So yeah. Um, but yeah, so what have we been up to, guys? What's been uh, what's been happening? What's been the latest go for us? Uh, well, we just finished our last gig at the Flame and Galar, which was lit. That was the keg stand. Yeah, it was correct? really good. Keg stand, yeah. guys. Um, Thank you, guys. Shout out to all of those guys. Very, prof- very professional. Yeah. Very good soundy. Very good... Just the way they went about everything, the communication, the uh, everything just went very smoothly, and I, I, it was a re- really, really good night, really good show. So, yeah, shout out to all. Yeah, them. and the photos turned out right, eh? Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed them. We are big shout out to the boys. <laughs> yeah, sure. we definitely look better. Definitely. Um, what do you reckon uh, in terms of compared to like you know your first sort of show experience? Is is it something that you? Um, I don't know. Is it like, were you nervous? Are you like, was it something that you were really stressed about considering it was such a first gig type situation? The second one, not so much. The first one, I think I was a bit like, just wanted to plan it, make sure it was perfect. Yeah. So it was heaps of stress behind that one. And we rehearsed tons, way more for the first one than we did for the second one. So the second one felt way more relaxed. I think we all saw it when we were uh, yeah, rehearsing definitely, definitely. a little bit more relaxed, a bit more confident. Yeah. I didn't realize yeah. how much on the first gig I would be so focused on um, being perfect instead yeah. of just having yeah, fun. Yeah. Instead of yep. just enjoying it and slamming yeah. it and jumping around with energy, I was so like, I need to play the riff. These are the notes in my <laughs> yeah. head. And then the vocals go like this. And I was so just like being a perfectionist and I just forgot to just enjoy myself. Yeah, I was 100%. the exact same. We yeah. put way I too much pressure move. on ourselves yeah. for that first gig. Yeah. Um, the second yeah. one was way more fun. Second Hopefully one, the huge ones more. are going to be way fun. We'll still prepare ourselves. But just like be more relaxed, you know. We know what yeah. to expect now. I think that's good though. In in a way to have like it's pretty normal to have nerves and and to feel that anticipation going into a gig. But it's also a good thing because you you hold yourself in a high standard or hold yeah, a high definitely. regard for your performance, and you you just want to do really well. So yep. I don't think that's too much of a bad thing. But I mean, it's a small gig. You shouldn't be too worked up. Yeah, other people can relate to that, but yeah. which is good. But seeing Cam and like how he works with everything, man, perfectionist. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, you are I better. can't yeah. stop. It's like, <laughs> always like, no, nah, it can be better. You can be better. No, you stop. failed your family. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bleep, bleep that out, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What about you, Morgan? What do you what do you find in the first couple of shows? Well, I'm. Exact same as Cam. The second one, I like managed to have a little more fun with it, not be so worried about playing everything perfectly. Because the first show I played, I was a statue pretty much, just hitting the right notes, but not looking very dynamic at all. Yeah, everyone was like, 
yeah, you guys are good, but your bass player just stood there and I was like, yep. give him a chance. Just give him a chance. <laughs> my that was my first time out. ever on stage. <laughs> yeah, bro, the second gig you made, you look awesome. He just feels like, oh, yeah. more movement. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, that, that's wicked. I reckon we did all right. And, you know, yeah. onwards and upwards, everyone can Definitely. relate if they're, you know, just starting out. So I think it's um, important to talk about anyway. But we have um, we have been only doing two gigs and we only started this year. So I don't think that's, that's too bad going. We've hit the ground running quite intensely. Very big social media presence. Um, millions presence. of followers no but oh, just posting you. frequently hundreds. yeah hundreds and hundreds we're posting yeah. frequently we're making noise our dms are going off <laughs> with bitches <laughs> well we're uh we're hitting the Jordan's ground running his mind. we're hitting the ground running we're making a lot of noise uh we're doing everything right like we're not we're not everything right that's a big that's a big call well, we're calling not, you out on that because we're, we're not. I'm we're, not. We're not like everything we do is to a is to a a somewhat of a structured standard. We're not just chucking yeah. shit out on YouTube and being like, "Hey, please like and share our new song." It's like, yeah, you know, we're we're, we're scheduling releases, we're putting music videos out, we're you know programming everything and and having it all in a structured setting. Yeah. And, and as a new band, when we've only been running really in this type with these members because we've only been going for under a year pretty much with these actual yeah. members. Yeah. The um, intention's there, right? Like the intention's yeah. there to be professional. We and hold like, ourselves to a high standard. Yeah, exactly. And like that's kind of, I guess, another reason why we're sort of deciding to start this is to give other people a bit of an insight um, as to how we're thinking, how we're moving along as a band and, and to be talking about things that, you know, hopefully will either help other people or... Yeah, just, there's yeah. so many experiences that other bands... Sh- share that are all the same like working out gear figuring out what the hell works like you know especially when it comes to new music gear and figuring out how to make your own guitar tones and not just copying stuff from the internet and really trying to hone in on your own uh sound and your own uniqueness and trying to stand out and not be so repetitive like other bands and i think there's a lot of things that other bands are going to relate to especially finding the right members as well is a big one (laughs) yeah well actually it's probably a good thing to talk about like how we sort of came together as a band and how this whole project kind of started because yeah it'll be pretty like i guess pretty similar in trying to find a group of people that works well together and can can get to a place where you can make music and do the things that you yeah. want to do as a as a band so like i know that you know i was i was a latecomer so why don't you talk about how it sort of started for you yeah so pretty much started so i was in the hip hop seen rapping and stuff for years and years and years grew up on hip-hop and and loved that whole scene and culture and then I uh as I started getting older around 17 18 I started listening to more heavy metal so I didn't listen to heavy metal till quite later and I started getting into it when I started getting into gym who were you listening to back then that was like Slipknot was my very first yeah so they were like oh yeah I just remember Mm. hearing yeah, uh, Corey Taylor, I think it was Duality. And I was just like, yes. what is this? And then when he started singing clean, I was like, yo, like, this isn't just rah, 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 the whole entire time. I was like, this is actually talent. And the lyrics really struck with me. And yeah, cool. Um, but the, I love the intensity behind it. So that's how I started getting into metal. And then I started listening to a whole bunch of other bands. And, um, and then I wanted to start making my own. Sort of, I wanted to make like Linkin Park sort of stuff because it was that good mix between rap and metal. And then I met another singer at the time, um, tried to make it work with them. Um, 
tried out a lot of different members and then, you know, I ended up meeting Andy um, through a mutual friend and then we, Andy was a good guitarist and I was like, sweet. So now we've got something, now we've got a, got me because I was a guitarist and, and a vocalist. So I'm like, cool, now we've got two guitarists. So we've got a lead guitar and rhythm guitar and now we're getting somewhere. And then we tried out a, a couple different drummers. Um, we tried out a couple different bass players, but just as other bands would know, like there's trying to find the right chemistry is really important. So it's not just like, oh, he plays the bass or he plays drums. Cool, let's get him in. Like there's a personality clashes and there's attitude clashes and there's goals. Like people are in different stages of their life and where they want to be. Uh, and Very then true. we got we actually got Jordan on originally as the bass player. Yeah, which obviously I would have been way better than you, Morgan. <laughs> you think you're funny? Yeah, jokes. My, I got calluses from that first practice session. So still. I met I met Jordan yeah. at the gym um, years and years ago before I I was even doing metal or anything. I was just a rapper when you were and small. When I was small, and then uh, <laughs> before uh, it was before I joined the army, and then he he was an EDM producer and I was a hip hop producer. And then we were just having this workout at the gym and we we're like, yo, like, what do you do for work? And he's, uh, he's like, yeah, I make EDM. And I was like, oh, I make hip hop. And we were just like started chatting about producing. And then uh, after I left the army and wanted to do music full time, I went like, who do I know that's an artist or a musician that I can try and get into this band? And then Jordan just popped in my head and I was like, I wonder if he plays an instrument. You and were then, sitting in bam, my studio and... I saw a bass you guitar saw, in the corner. I had a bass in the corner and you're like, you play bass? And I was like, eh, eh, I, I, I dabble. Yeah. <laughs> I dabble. I dabble. And then I was like, you're officially in the band. <laughs> yeah, like, that's all I needed to hear. You're you in. were our bass player for two months. Yeah, I yeah. was. I don't yeah. think I ever... You never played, played bass once. <laughs> I don't we think I did. our current drummer. And yeah. then, so we, we were in the grey area. We didn't have a drummer. He's still alive. And we just apparently... <laughs> Jordan plays the drums as well. Yeah, I was like, look. He's like, I'm like, like, yeah, like yeah. T, he, wait, he waits two months yeah. to tell me, oh, I'm actually way better at drums. I've been playing drums in yeah. the Olympics and all this other crap. And I'm like, huh? And so at yeah. that point, we didn't have a bass player. Yeah. yeah. So, so then we I was had two like, guitars yeah. and a drum. Yeah. yeah. So we're like, drummer. well, we're, we're going to shift him over to the drums now. Waits two months to tell me. <laughs> and then I, I met Morgan at one of my old jobs when I, when yeah. I used to work up in uh, Northside. And then. Um, Morgan used to always come out and hang with us and drink with us, yeah. Yeah, I was good friends with you, these yeah. two. Um, Morgan just hung around. And so, yeah. Morgan was just chilling with us he all the time. He was there for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Just, just watching yeah. us. And then yeah. eventually we were like, yo, we like we tried out a bunch of different bass players and just no one really fit the demographic. And then I was just like, I just looked at you one day and I was like, do you want to just learn bass and play? <laughs> and then it stuck. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, all right, let's... Okay, screw it. Yeah. And then we're like, all right. And I just lent him. No, he, your dad's got had a bass or something and you were just started jamming yeah, I actually, to the Yeah, we tab. actually found a bass off of uh, Gumtree. Yeah. And I just learned on that. It was terrible. It was like this <laughs> uh, weird shaped Dean. Was that the bass? Dean? The, yeah. the Razorback? Yeah. The Dimebag oh Dean? God. Yeah. And it was so awkward to play, but I mean, it got the job done and I yeah. kept playing you off that. Start, you got to start on the I just bounced out, yeah. bounced out some tabs because our bass lines were very easy in our, in our early songs. Like they were just yeah. freaking zeros and ones and threes and fives. I think the first thing I ever learned on the bass was the drop to Misfit. 
Yeah. You probably only need one string, really, if you're playing. Imagine a metal bass player could literally go up there with just one string on and the rest of them. Like, Like, you probably could. Probably. You could make it sound okay. So important, though. Like, that low end is so important for a a lot of metal. It's another thing if you ever want to get into mixing is, like, don't neglect the bass and the low mids. Because we take so many of the low mids out of the lead guitars and rhythm guitars because they're, like, muddy frequencies. So we've got to make sure the bass guitar is really feeling those low-end bass frequencies and the sub always have the drum the drum kick um kick drum this kick drum mm-hmm. <laughs> uh sub frequencies boosted in eq because it can really help them punch through the mix yeah they got to sound as one a eh? like guitars and bass it's just got to sound as one like fat yeah sound yeah and not um, clashing with each other and scooping yeah. here and adding there and well that's yeah i guess that's kind of yeah it's a good thing to talk about meaning like you know we do try and do all of our own mixing and stuff and try and get our sound to a point where, you know, like we're still learning, still trying to get all this down, but we're getting, we're learning how to work together to get both an on stage and an album sound that sounds legit and good across all sorts of different platforms and places. Yeah, that, I th- yeah, that's sort of our unique selling point. I like to think is that we have two producers in the band and we do everything in-house. Like our music video we did in-house. We used my camera, had your brother come in and help us. And we used our houses and we just grabbed all our own stuff and we just did it all in-house, wrote the script ourselves. Like everything was just in-house and as well as our mixing, mastering, producing, we try to do all of it in-house. And then on top of that, we grab all of our um, experience and we want to share it with you guys that are whoever's listening to this and yeah. You know, ups and downs and all the things that we struggled with. And then, you know, if you guys, are, if there's any other bands out there or solo artists that are following the same stuff, you can take things away from this and hopefully learn some stuff. Yeah, hopefully. Well, let, in that yeah. in that instance, let's talk about kind of where we're at in terms of what gear we're using and like sort of maybe like as Morgan said, we started out by using just whatever we could find and yes. whatever came to mind and stuff like and what sort of how, yeah, how we just thinking of the crap I've done yeah so, you know like you gotta just make do with starting what you got starting out we had what do we fucking have we had Amplitude or some shit yeah yeah like a very cheap a really program. cheap amp sim we had yeah. no idea we were just using presets we had yeah. no idea about how to make a tone what what to do, what drive pedals were, and any of that stuff. Because yeah. um, I, like I said, I never came from a metal background. I, ne- I didn't grow up playing guitar. I've only I've only been playing guitar under two years, yeah. um, and wow. you know, I've just now I'm obsessed, and I just lo- absolutely love the instrument. I cannot get enough of it. Yeah, um, I, I caught you sitting on it the other day. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's why it's brown now. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh god. my asshole. Oh my. God. Right. And that will be cut in post. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't it. getting cut. It ain't getting, this is live, motherfucker. Yeah. All, <laughs> all, all holds. Uh, yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, we used Amplitude for a, a good while there and then we started using Nolly, another cheap program. We didn't even know about drop tuning either. We were playing in drop D, I think, was yeah, like all we yeah, had, we had really. had a couple of drops in there, but not as heavy as we are now, that's for sure. Yeah, we had, we will just, I don't know, we will playing very, our stuff was very much the same too. Um but it's a crazy to think of how mu- how much better we've gotten just in you know just a little over a year's time. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. But yeah, we started with just amp sims, um, pretty much because it was more convenient, um, and a lot of them came with pre-patched presets that you could just use, and just so you could get some ideas jotted down. Yeah, um, it's just to get to a point where you can actually get some ideas down on paper yeah. and then start to formulate some sort yeah. of a sound. And then once we 
really, once all of us joined actually, and I was like, crap, now we actually really have a good, we have committed members, which is huge. We were all like, we all want to do this. We were all committed. It wasn't like there was no ups and downs or, you know, we're like, I knew it was legit. Then I thought now we can start investing money into some real gear. And the first bit of gear we bought was an XFX3, which is freaking hilarious because it's like four and a half grand. And that's like, most people would be like, what the hell? Like, are you, your first gear yeah, you bought yeah. was a four and a half grand axe <laughs> effect. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But there's reasoning behind that is because me and Jordan being producers, we already have a crap ton of studio gear. So we're already familiar with producing. It was just metal was a new genre completely. Like the way I mix metal is so different to how I'd mix hip hop. They're very, yeah. very different. Yeah. And same um, as EDM. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, XFX3 was the first thing we picked and I pretty much picked that because it could run ultimate um, multiple instruments out of it at the same time, which I thought when we play live, I was very big on being able to do what we do in the studio live. Yeah, exactly. So you can like run... So at the moment we're running what? You and Morgan through it? Me and Morgan out of it. It wasn't originally like that. It was going to be me and Andy out of it. But then we realized just with all the pitch shifting and the... Um, the way that we, we change tunings by using the pitch block, we're like, it's just more convenient to have me and Morgan coming out of it and Andy to have his own because then Andy can have foot pedals. So then Andy can switch between lead, clean and distorted without stuffing up what I'm doing. Yeah, so that then meant that Andy, you got yourself. Yeah, I went, went, went ahead and bought an FM3, which just like is a mini Axe FX just for one instrument. Um, before that, I had tons of analog gear. Like pedals which was, and which stuff. Was quite expensive. Yeah. Let's talk which, about let's talk about how hard it was to convert you to. It took it took, <laughs> it took a while. A while. <laughs> and this, yeah. this is all very recent. Like I bought all a lot of that analog gear very recently. Um, it let go so it was, it was yeah. It was some very people pricey. are in that, um, in that But that's all. Like boat. I ever knew. Like growing up playing guitar, and so there was some good equipment there. But yeah, the boys they convinced me, and I came around. I mean, it's I'm, just for, I'm yeah. so happy right now. It's for ease of use, I, I think, a, as well. Yeah, yeah they, I have a four kilo FM3, which I carry to a gig and plug it straight in. Yeah, it's amazing. It's more and of convenience. Like, there's always going to be the argument of real gear sounds better, and yep, it does. I will be the first to admit that real hard gear just has that live fullness sound to it. But if you want something that's convenient, and I'm talking ridiculously convenient. Amp sims are the way to go. Like, and I want, I want to just be clear on on the distinction here because, like, for example, even me now, right, having been into this project, I've listened to metal for many years. If even if I'm listening in a in a gig, I can't tell the difference when the yeah. full band is going yeah. on. So the yeah. audience or the listeners yeah. won't tell the difference. It'd just nah. be you. If it's, you're good, yeah. if you're good at making the tone, and you and you include the things that a real cab brings yeah, like a lot of the low end and the and a lot of the the not cutting the mids too much and especially on the high end not having the treble up too high because otherwise it'd be like yeah we made that mistake that, yeah. we have made that mistake <laughs> you see on our heaps first of the, the big bands touring the world these days Kempers. or a couple of a couple of years ago they will use the Kempers and they also use the Axe Effects Axe so Kempers yeah. Kemper is just them. another uh, amp sim yeah. thing yeah, isn't it's like so the, I the assume a lot of them, the Axe Effects they'll use the analog in the studio and when they yeah. go on the road they grab the Axe Effects they grab the Kemper yeah. Yeah. Right. that's pretty smart yeah. that's cool and we tried doing hard gear like we had um, Andy's 4x12 orange cab um, and we tried doing the you know Fredman technique and yeah, the two did. microphones on the 45 per angle yeah, yeah, those two Shures, yeah. uh, SM57s. Um, but just 
the the amount of cables flying around everywhere and tossing up here and there and bloody and like and the, making the same sound the like ass, the consistency man. in where to put the the, the cone's got to be in the exact same spot or yeah. the or the tone's yep. different. Um, you know the gain staging's got to be correct. It's got to be in phase. Like all this crap, dude. Or you can just literally plug one XLR out of the XFX output into your audio interface, and then you're freaking done. And you just double double track yeah. your guitars, and it's like beautiful. It's yeah. very easy, isn't way it? better. And that's the first EP. It's all all digital. And it sounds yeah. fucking dope. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. And that's on our crap tones. That was before I learned. I learned so much after our EP was released about honing in on really. Making the tone ours and yep. the low and the importance of the low end in the guitars and how to duck frequencies without completely thinning out the tone and getting rid of it. Our first tone, like on propaganda and everything, we had to do a lot of post. I remember in the mixing, you had to do a lot of yeah, post to, to fit rectify a lot of the high end because the high end was so and hissy. Um, so yeah, there's so many different things that we've learned. But like most of that's yeah, so most of it's digital now, except we did go backwards with Morgan to Yeah. We did. To so, some actual analog yeah. So I'm gonna be coming out with a video soon on Morgan's bass tone. Um so we've already got one on our how we make our current gig tone on YouTube. So feel free to check that that out after this if you listen to this. Um so the reason why we went back with Morgan's tone was because um Best, well, not the best way, but one of the really good ways of getting a solid metal bass tone is splitting the signal into two signals and having a clean low end that's so boosted. It's like clean DI. Yeah, yeah, pretty much clean DI, low end that's all your sub and bass frequencies. And then you split the signal and then you have a separate layered over the top high end treble that you distort the crap out of and mix. What, what sort of um, cutoffs are you doing in these splits? So, like, for example, are you cutting off? the sub at 100 hertz or something and then well, doing the, the top the pedal end. The pedal does it f- for us, so I don't know w- what the cuts oh, so, are. All right, so but Because okay. um, I'm not doing it on the XFX. The XFX yeah. is running as just a head. It's just dry DI in, input one to output, uh, input two to output two, and then yep. we're splitting it, uh, doing a shunt and then splitting them off so we can come out of a cab and front of house at the same time. But the you pretty much – the pedal is called the aggressively – Distorted something machine. It's called Adam. 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 Is it from Nolly? Yeah, it's Adam. from Nolly. It's like advan- oh, advanced distortion aggressive machine. There you go. Wow. That must have been Silly a name. name. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. But, oh, but he's, isn't his name Adam? Yeah, Adam Nolly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, so it's made by sense. Nolly from Periphery or used to be in Periphery. Yeah. You um, should watch Really, really good stuff. pedal. Um, yeah. Nolly's great. It's so if amazing. anyone wants to learn mixing stuff, definitely follow his tutorials. But yeah, so essentially you can. Mix the dry and wet of the distortion, the blend, and then it's just you got this mean, chunky, distorted, non crazy uh, high end treble and mids, but then you blend it in with a nice, clean low end. So your sub frequencies are still really clean and it's not like getting crushed, but then you're, you're blending it in together really nicely. So it works really well for metal and yeah, and now so it's that's, solid. So, and you've got foot switches on there too to be able to change between clean yep. and distorted. And yeah, so we got them on clean for your, uh, you know, for our suffocate. Yeah. You know, for start the, suffocate is clean, and then yeah, you can switch to the distortion and the drops and yeah, on the breakdowns and shit. So it's really yeah, cool. that's true, 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 true. So that's the gear we're running: XFX, FM3, and then a, a analog. Yeah, and we're running. So we also run our backing track system. So maybe we should talk about that a little True. bit. But, Get into that, Mister Producer um, Man. <laughs> well, yeah. So we're we're running like basically. I took 
the the tracks um, that we've had and finished, and then I'll take out the elements that we're playing live, and then I will render off the rest of the track somewhere around zero decibels, so that it's the same volume, so we can just pump it through front of house, um, yeah, and, and have it adjust a, it, yeah, and then can adjust and you know make changes. But essentially, it's all the effects and the um, you know extra sort of maybe synths or strings or you know whatever it might be fucking hate the strings <laughs> in our songs man yeah well that's, you know in the actual finished product you don't hear it but when we play live all I can hear is yep. it's like I'm like how yo does it, how does it go yeah. <laughs> now the strings yeah strings are an important part they're an important part of any kind of sure. it just makes it atmospheric it fills out the outsides synths the same sort of stuff yeah. so anyway the um yeah, backing track, we do split. So we have one that is accompanied by a click and that goes routed through uh, what's panned to the left and it gets routed through our in-ear system and then we get that in our ears so we can actually yeah, so hear play along. The way, we, the way we've got, a, got around it without having to have like big mixer boards and everything. So that's another thing we can talk about too, guys, is like the – when you people think about getting in ears and getting this and that, it gets really confusing, and all the information on the internet's crazy too much, and there's yeah. all this routing, and they make it so freaking complicated. And not only that, you look at any in ear gear, it's always like eight, nine hundred dollars, two thousand, three. We went to Manny's, our store DJ Manny's, and and the, the dude quoted this like three grand. It was like yeah, I think it was and like, like seventeen hundred for like your traditional uh, in ear. Set up. Yeah, and then all, all the other we, gear, we, we the road case and, and everything like, no. else on top. We're like, bro. And then I go home and I got it all for 250 bucks. our whole fucking setup. Off eBay. It works amazing yeah. as well. Yeah, it, it works really well, guys. It hasn't failed us once in rehearsal or once on stage. So yeah. um, and I should have been prepared to know the brand name, but it's – some it's an, you can look it up. It's Something. like two hundred fifty bucks for the in ear system, right? Yeah, we can and link. We can link it. Yeah, yeah and it's a, YouTube video, it's, a, it's just literally all it is. It's just like a radio transmitter that runs at a frequency that doesn't come um, interfere with radios, yeah. the TV channels, trucks. Like it's it runs really on a frequency that no one's using, so it works really well. You get no interference or anything. It doesn't go off Bluetooth, uh, so it doesn't go off Wi-Fi or anything. So you're not going to get any internet interference. It's it's really spot on. Yeah. And then we, we might actually do a little video, maybe going through that setup once one time, do a little tutorial. Yeah. But yeah, so essentially we're splitting a front of house version, which has no click and it has all the effects and backing and stuff, and that goes to the front of house, obviously. Yep. And then we have another version which is accompanied by a click and. And a couple of count ins, one, two, three, four, ready, set, goes. And then that's in our ears and that keeps us in time. And then yep. we're sort of now working on trying to incorporate, like we just got ourselves a little mixer board just down here, which is enabling us to do this podcast. And we can um, now hopefully be able to run a sort of a mini mix of us on stage in through our in-ears as well. Yeah, yeah. so it's really good having, having this as well because um, – before we were just using our in ears, just basic metronome running out of the uh, the laptop. So we'd have a little bit of a backing and a metronome in our ear, but then we were relying on fallbacks and everything for our on stage sound. Um, and now with our routing as well, with the Axe FX and FM3s and everything, we've just only just started getting from feedback from our first gig. So that's another awesome little tangent too is that, yeah. you know, from our first show, we had people come up to us and we always take feedback, guys, and criticism and 
take it on board. Don't get it's offended really or anything. Yeah, you need yeah. feedback. So we had really good feedback from a fellow, um, shout him out, Void Matter, from yeah. Luke from Void yeah, Matter. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, gave us good feedback about not having any on-stage sound. So we were just running all front of house, which sounds all well and good if you're standing really far back. But as he came closer to the stage, we had like no on-stage no sound because we weren't yeah. running on-stage cabs or nothing. So it sounded really empty and stuff. So that that led me into going home and taking that on board. And then now we run out of output twos, um, our second outputs into real cabs through a matrix power so we can, Yeah, so we can pretty much run both. Like, yeah, at the same and time. Cabs. Yeah, which yeah. Is really cool. and then now we have on-stage sound and that. So, um, But yeah. yeah, I forgot where I was. That was a little tangent. I forgot what I was saying before that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. Yeah. It's like things that we learn, things that we're doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I guess that's kind of like a good quick little rundown of, of the gear that we're using and, and the place that we're sort of at at the moment. Um, we're still figuring out, you know, as you play live, it's very different. Every venue's different. You, yeah. Every soundy is different. Yeah. And um, you've just got to really work with what sort of things are, are going on in the shows and try and go from there, I guess, and figure out what the best options are. Um, yep. But, yeah, so what's um, what's happening for for us in terms of shows in the next... Are we playing any shows? We got soon? one yes. coming up June fifth. Oh, Skelligans. Yes, it's going to be bang, fun. Bang bang bang. Kiss kiss bang bang. Kiss kiss bang bang. That's it. Is and that a then, release? That's the name of their release, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So they're doing like a little release, and we're I think we're opening up for those boys. Yep. Awesome. Um, and then we've got Moondoll in July. July tenth. Moondoll festival, yep. which would be fun. Yeah. Man's so really looking forward so to that one. Definitely our biggest gig coming up would yeah. be that because there's yeah. going to be a lot more people, a lot more bands. Yeah. Let's hope they get in early for us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, We're on at 9am. <laughs> Get up early, boys. Yeah. There's definitely perks boys to playing first. There is True. because the bar is open all day that's and, <laughs> and that's great. So, um yeah, so if anybody's around come to those shows if you're in Brisbane, you probably you probably like the three people that are listening to this may or may not be available. So, that's good. <laughs> um, what about what about music and stuff? Like um obviously, you know, we don't want to give too much away in terms of what we're doing music-wise, but um I guess, Cam, you can talk about that, seeing as you do most of it. Yep. Thank you. Um, yeah, I've been writing a lot more seven-string stuff. And by sevens, you mean drop? Seven-string like guitar. Yeah, like yeah. Drop E, drop, drop e, F. Drop F and drop G, guys. So, so heavy. Yeah, heavy, heavy. Stupid low. Um, really cool stuff. Um, and on top of that, I've been taking vocal lessons and learning how to sing and experimenting with different types of screams. So at the moment, my screams have just been your basic fry because I've not been screaming very long. Um, and I'm just working on developing false chord screams as well as mixed voice um, and just getting our music to the next level instead of just being one new metal you know, band trying to get into genty type stuff, trying to get into metal chord, me- melodic chord progressions and uh yeah just keep an eye out for the next dp guys because it's going to be yeah, good there's some heavy stuff in there we've heard little snippets here and there <laughs> yeah, very and heavy <laughs> the aggression oh the aggressive yeah. stuff man i love it like it's, it's amazing a really good blend too it's yeah, not just blah, 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 the whole yeah time. i think yeah. i think that's also important to note is like just from me listening to the stuff that you've been writing and um and kind of how it's evolving is like you can definitely see all of the influences that um, you know, well, that you've listened to or the places that you've come from, both like hip-hop, Lincoln Park, the stuff you're talking about, and then more janty stuff. Yeah. And then kind of this like super he- heavy filth. I don't know what else to call it. <laughs> you know. 
I like EDM. It's like Doom, the Doom soundtrack meets hip hop, meets gent, yeah. meets yeah. metalcore, <laughs> meets rap. Like, yeah. and it's then and then sick. we sort of yeah try and incorporate other elements of other your EDM stuff in there, man. Well, like yeah. your EDM background comes in really well with our with our pads and synths and all these little extra sound effects that people may not initially hear, but they really fill out the song. Like yeah. in the end track, it uh, it goes a long way. So I think a mix of everyone's background works really really yeah. well. I think even more than that, it's like just like a personal creative touch as well you're throwing into it so it's not just this genre yeah. that, that genre yeah it's like it's you yeah it's exactly awesome. it's like yeah, it's, yeah that's how you find, find your sound is like you just yeah. take the influences that you like and then start to play around with things and and then you forge your tones and then you the, the way even the way you mix it so like you know i know a lot of bands that will go to a specific mix engineer for a specific like sound because they like the sound that they have even though you know it's still all the tones and the way you sound and play things yeah but there's still like, you know, that that's how you get to that point where you go, oh, that sounds like those guys because it's got that like authenticity. It's got the the same type of sounds and mixing that you see crop up in, in all of their songs. It gives it that, you know, consistency. Oh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, well, um, I guess we can sort of just wrap it up there for, for our first little episode. Yeah. Um, but... I guess we're going to be doing more of these. We're going to be talking about some special edition stuff, like basically going into more how we do stuff or talking about topics or things like that. So if anyone has any suggestions for things that we might want to see or listen to from us, um, be sure to hit us up on socials or let us know in comments, whatever. If you listen to this on a streaming service or something, I don't know, get over to a a message. Any any comments would be good because then we can give us – Topics to talk about. In the yeah, next, exactly. Uh, if you have any yeah, questions, things, hit yeah. us up, and then the next podcast we'll answer them, and then we can pick the That's best two or three comments that we've read and be like, and answer it. Shout and out, shout yeah. out to <laughs> so and so. <laughs> All right, yeah. beautiful. Well, um, thanks, boys, and uh, we'll uh, wrap it up there. Thanks yeah. for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Felicia.